I need I need a um I don't know. I I almost feel like you should be starting a salad sack. This is this is it. We started. But I, I you know for for cyclocross radio, I I say hello. That's kind of an easy way to opening it, open up the episode. I don't Isn't it hello cyclocross friends? Yeah, but I don't I mean um, hello gravel friends. Nah, that, the no, the cyclocross friends was super organic, man. Yeah. Like you, that was so organic. Like you cannot try to replicate that. So I don't. So so we need a hook for the. Grodio. I just like when I liked the Zach, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to think on okay. it. Okay, all right. Maybe we can so ask the panda. Is, yeah, well, we'll just we'll just we'll just start again. Uh, we're gonna keep all this in here, but this is gonna be the official start, and I'll just I'll, Zach, Bill. It's episode three of, of Grodio. <laughs> We're back. We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. So I, when, our, our production rate is going down, though. We we doubled it last time, and this ooh, time we, yeah. we've only increased by 50% since the last episode we've recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I, I, I almost can't remember that last episode. It seems so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It only goes downhill from here. Yeah. Our, our productivity just decreases, which each and every each, every episode we record. When when we last left the podcast, we we had made the decision that because we talked about and I and I kind of knew it was going to happen because it, it it happens a lot when I when I talk to Scott Diedenbach from from Bike Shop CX a lot a lot of the time he 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 frets about I don't I don't know if we have anything to talk about are we gonna be able to talk for an hour uh, like I'm not worried it's it it will will fill that time and then we'll be left with more stuff to say after that and in that same vein we we did our DK rundown and I think that and we got to the hour in in no time flat and could have kept going and. And we didn't want to plop on another hour of that app. So I think it's too early in our run to do the uh to do the two hour episode. So we decided to to come back and, and do our power rankings now. And Zach, you being the gravel expert, I'm putting that on you. Yep, yep, yep created now for a mountain bike i i have created and i did not give you i i did not share my proprietary algorithm that i use <laughs> for the mtb heat check power rankings because i i consider you a good friend zach but i just i feel like that information in the wrong hands could be dangerous and i don't want it to get out there i mean the the calculations that go into that that power ranking algorithm are you know there are people at mit who would just be scratching their head trying to trying to figure out what's going on there so you had to from scratch create your own algorithm can you give us a little background on what went into the Grodio power rankings. Of course. I would like to first say that I actually don't want to know your your algorithm. I enjoy the anticipation and trying to figure <laughs> out what the heck is going on uh, when you come up with those. So I don't think I don't think people really want to know. Okay, good. Uh, so yeah, so I think first we were we alluded to this in the previous podcast that we recorded like several days ago um, that we were going to talk about Belgian waffle ride. 
I think this is an important discussion before we get to the to the yes. power rankings. Yes. So Belgian Waffle Ride is probably 30 miles dirt and off-road, 100 miles road. So it's more of a, a spring classic, uh, although some of the dirt sections can get kind of gnarly. But, you know, people race it on road bikes. And there was some, some discussion after Belgian Waffle. Uh, some riders were calling it a gravel event. And other participants were saying, oh, no, this is not a gravel event. Um. So I think that's kind of it. Like the crux, crux of the power rankings is is what we define as our, our our universe of races that qualify. You have thoughts? Yeah, no, I I think you're absolutely right, and it, it's the kind of thing that I I run into it with with mountain biking as well. In that you have like these backcountry races, which are closer to marathons, and then you have these cross-country races which are you know much faster and and shorter where they're only like 90 minutes long you have these fat tire crits this weekend coming up in uh missoula there's a a time trial and a cross-country and a short track and you know you there's so much stuff that's sort of being jammed into this 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 category so and just as an aside, where you know where where we'll be doing the cyclocross power rankings soon enough, that's the one discipline, unless you're doing like crits or something. But then people would want to throw in other types of road races. That's easy because it's cyclocross. You know what cyclocross is at, at the at the pro level. The men are going to be racing sixty minutes. The women are going to be racing fifty plus minutes. That you, it's going to be different courses, but it's all going to be on this you know, 2.7 to 3.1 kilometer course, you know what it is and you can throw all those races in there and they're all the same. It's a more difficult equation on the gravel side. And maybe it's even why gravel, you know, just gravel isn't the right way to put it. And here's where I'm going to bring it all home for you. Zach, mm-hmm. this is the Grodio show, correct? Yes. That is gravel. It is. Plus road. It is. Equals Grodio. Dude, you just you just made my life a lot easier. There you go. So we can throw this in there. It's 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 probably predominantly a road race, but it has some off-road in there as well. It fits into the what we're doing on this show. Therefore, it is part of the power rankings. Yeah, and I think, you know, EF Education First kind of defined their quote-unquote alternative calendar, uh, and Peter Stetna included Belgian Waffle in his alternative calendar. So, you know, I was thinking of it as like the alt racing approach or whatever that might be, but I, I like yours. It's in. It's literally in that awesome graphic you designed. Yeah. <laughs> plus road. Yeah. Plus radio. Equals Grodio. It's simple. It's simple. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so w- where does that put like, so races like Trobro Leon? That's got to fit uh, in here too, right? Oh, it's a good point. Uh, that uh, that didn't make the consideration. No, no, no. It uh, shouldn't. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Moving. I, I'm trying to angle us into a oh, spot right, right. where okay. we all hang out with Ethan. Over in France. Oh, you are so smart. Yeah, and we get to follow that as a as a Grodio race. 
fair. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, that becomes, a, you know, then does Strata Bianchi count? Like, you know, I, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions to be, to be answered still. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, I, one thing that is cool about Gravel is that it, the, the, the core of it is very American, like is an American, you know, style of racing that grew up here and it's proliferating here. So I think that's actually kind of cool. Yes. You know, yeah. that it's we're we're not trying to copy like even though we'd love to name things Roubaix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do we love to name gravel road gravel races as uh, some play on Roubaix. Right. Uh, but generally speaking, uh it's a very American style of bike racing. We should just yes, I agree. Don't my my I would say references to Belgium in your cyclocross race or Roubaix in your cobbled gravel race we should we should we should embrace our own thing and move on from those in the naming of things fair that would definitely be my, yeah we have a we have a, a unique take on these this racing so should embrace it yeah well all right well i'm glad that we we got that out of the way so we can we can jump into <laughs> the power rankings yeah so as a uh as a former engineer and someone who spent way too long in school i felt like had to have some kind of maths to back this up. Um, although I was telling you earlier that I think the CX Hairs listeners are probably astute enough to note that uh, before you get to the maths, the maths are one thing, but there's all the assumptions that you have to make before you get there. <laughs> so it's an easy way uh, to hide behind. Um, but really what you're arguing is the assumptions that you make, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with the assumptions I made, so... Uh, there's been a number of events that we've we've covered this year. There's been some that are bigger. I think there is this growing subset of events that c- attract the quote unquote gravel crowd or gravel racers. Um, and I, I look at events like Land Run, and I looked at Belgian Waffle this way, and definitely DK is like you have guy men and women who are gravel racers right they go to these events they get in their car they get on the plane they travel to them right um and so you know i think to me those are kind of like the backbone of of what you can look at Uh, but then you have events all over the place and one thing that's really awesome about especially regional events is that uh athletes from other disciplines might only do one or two races per year uh, but they'll have their favorites that they target so you know, you might see different crowds, like for example, Katarina Nash, uh, one lost and found because it's like in her backyard. <laughs> right. Uh, earlier this year, uh, Magali Rochette did Rasputitsa in um, in Vermont. Uh, you know, uh, Emma Swartz uh, made the trip up to Barry Roubaix in Hastings, Michigan. So you see, you know, these athletes who from our standpoint, we get to watch and it's like, Oh, let's see how they do in these other forums too. So that's kind of a cool aspect of, of gravel racing, uh, as well. So what I did, uh, I selected, uh, a certain number of events, uh, and I kind of weighted them differently and I'm not going to lie, uh, to me, dirty Kanza, I think has the toughest field and is the toughest race. And so it was, uh, it got the biggest weight. I think that's um, fair. That's all part of the algorithm. Yeah, the second tier of races uh, included Belgian Waffle, uh, Land Run, the Barry Roubaix in Michigan, and oh, let me pull up my spreadsheet. <laughs> let me try to think of what the other one was. Rasputita. Uh, that made like that was another tier. I put that one. Oh, okay. On the, Sorry. So yep. 
which, you know, people can argue uh, how I'm classifying uh, these races, I guess. It's a hard word to say. Uh, yes. Rasputitsa, Rasputitsa, I don't know. Um, oh, Lost and Found was oh, okay. kind of the other sure. one that made that top level. And so then the other three that I included were Boulder Roubaix, Rasputitsa, and Tiza. Paris to Ancaster. Yeah. So that was kind of like that was kind of the the realm uh, of of events that I included, and uh, I took Riders top two, so your two best scores uh, based on the undisclosed weighting system that I used, uh, and then I added them up. That's kind of how I went. That seems very organized. Yeah, there's a spreadsheet. I'm looking at it. There's numbers. I mean, I can give you the numbers, but. <laughs> How we got there, I don't... There's a little bit of arm waving. I mean, you can argue... Like, you could make arguments that, you know, maybe like a Paris to Ancaster or Rasputitsa should be mm-hmm. on the same level as these other events. Um, but, you know, that's a decision I made. Um, and so it goes. What was your decision to stop at 10 and not do 11? For the power rankings? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I didn't want to copy you. <laughs> Uh, also, it was getting to. There were some. There were some riders who had only done one gravel event who yeah. were kind of like starting to yeah. peak up. And I thought, you know, to me, it's like it's awesome. But at the same time, I think there are racers like your Ted Kings, like uh, Payson McIlvain, like Kai Takashita, like Amanda Nauman, Allison Tetrick, blah, blah blah, who are legit gravel racers, right? You know, and I think that the Grodio power ranking should be tilted towards those riders who are doing more than just like one big event. Oh, for sure, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but 11's your thing. 11's your thing. No, I know. It can't be the same. So, so let me let me ask you this because I know how many how many people who scored at least a point. What what was your you know what what was that final pool? Was it like thirty riders? Let's just say like on the women's side, twenty. Uh, so I did top twenty. So you got okay. scored for being in the top twenty. Uh, oh, so at you had any a lot. Of the events. Yeah, so it ended up being a lot, but like or so riders. But to make, I mean, to be up at the top of the power rankings, you had to do really well. Oh no, I know, but that's 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 kind of the thing. I just say that because it's kind of the thing that sort of has made it fun for me in doing this. In that you start like looking down your list of the ones. Oh well, they only you know they got like two points here because they were in this one race here and then all of a sudden they start showing up these other races and they start like you know over time they just start accumulating oh, yeah. more points and then they're they're moving up to where they're on the cusp of actually getting into the power rank so you'll you'll see that 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 this will start you know you'll you'll get these sort of these these surprises in there who start showing up more and then they kind of move up the move up the standings yeah, so it ended up being, I think, uh, it looks like about 130 women and 145 men Whoa, total using yeah. those. Uh, <laughs> using those, so yeah. All right. So that's well, what we did. Those were the yeah. assumptions. Should we should we jump into how it shook out? Let's do it. All right. So uh, we'll start with the women. Yes. Uh, and so leading off, number ten was Nina Lachlan who was your land run 100 winner. So she got a ton of points for that. And then she has also done some local races near North Carolina. And so she also received points for that because she's not, she hasn't necessarily done uh, more of the, the national level events, uh, but she certainly crushed it at land run. And I know in speaking with her, she's kind of recovering from a long illness type thing. So I'm guessing we'll see her 
a lot more in the future. Um, cool. But All right. winning land runs impressive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, number nine, moving on up the list is Lauren De Crescenzo. Uh, she finished fifth at land run, sixth at Belgian Waffle. So two really solid re- results. And I guess she was actually telling me at Belgian Waffle, she kind of she thought the last climb was the end of the race. Oh no, although it wasn't, and yeah. so she kind of stopped. <laughs> and got passed at the end of Belgian waffle and she probably would have finished uh, a little bit higher. Um, but she, oh man, she broke her collarbone at DK. Uh, she crashed in one of those gnarly sections of, oh. of gravel and someone went down in front of her and she just, she launched and broke her collarbone. So, uh, sending a lot of love to her. She is the one who, uh, nearly had a fatal accident in 2016 uh, has kind of rebooted her cycling career as a gravel racer and it's been doing great. But start, um, started as like legit pro roadie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She was, she was a pro uh, and she got in a like, like on the world, like on the world team in 2015, just quickly looking here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she is a, a strong rider and, you know, she's kind of found gravel and she's super fun. Uh, it's always really fun to be around. So, I felt awful. Like at the finish, um, their team manager from DNA Pro Cycling was like, "Did you hear about Lawrence crash?" And I was like, "Oh no, yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> I know what she's been through." So, uh, Grodio would like to wish her a, yes. a quick recovery. Yeah. Number eight is a familiar name around these parts, Amanda Nauman. Uh, she finished sixth at Land Run and sixth at the Dirty Kanza Two Hundred. Uh, so some solid top six results from her and she always always does well at dirty kanza uh, i know this year amanda was she would have uh, tied the record for all-time wins if she had picked up her third both her and ted king were kind of chasing history uh this year um so it'll be interesting to see what she does i know she was saying she wanted to get number three so she could do the 350 mile dk xl uh so we'll see we'll see what the panda does for DK next year, but I know that's re- that's really something that she's looking at. I guess we can talk to her next time. Ooh, doing. Ooh that's a that's a good plug. Yeah. Episode potentially potentially episode four. Yeah. Of Grodio. Yeah. Amanda Nauman. We'll ask her about it. Wow, that's just. I mean, two hundred's crazy. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, uh, Amy Charity. We talked about her. She had a really strong ride at DK until she got derailed by flats, but she finished third at Land Run and seventh at the DK 200. So two solid results from her. And I believe she is one of the co-race directors of the Steamboat Gravel Race that's coming up later this year that a large number of people are targeting, uh, including, I believe, Cyclocross Radio favorite Sonny Gilbert well, all uh, right. is going to be targeting that one, uh, you know, because she lives in Boulder now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not as far for her. Uh, so, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, good results from Amy. Bummer about the flats. Number six is Allison Tetrick. She finished second. Right. Uh, so she finished second at DK and third at Rasputitsa. And I'm not sure if she did some of the other races or where she placed at, say, your land runs uh, and whatnot. I know she keeps busy um, and she might be doing like say gravel worlds later on this year. So if we expand, if we do this again, you know, I think Tetrick, Elson Tetrick is, could be a mover and shaker uh, depending on, you know, the events one, she does. One and, to watch. Yeah. I think that, that, that would be my first surprise here that uh, Tetrick showing up, showing up in the six hole. Interesting. All right. Interesting. 
So number five really shows, I think, the the bias uh, in these rankings that I created by weighting DK so heavily mm-hmm. and by saying that DK is the most important. So number five was your pick to click, uh, Sarah Sturm. Yes. Uh, so she she won Belgian Waffle and she finished second at Lost and Found. So two really good results. And I think that Belgian Waffle finish uh, really pushed her up there. But, you know, the top four... Uh, riders on this list all finished in the looks like in the top five at dk so i think uh with the with the algorithm i think that's where you're seeing that bias right so once again the west coast you know just losing out it's 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 much like cyclocross in that instance yeah well speaking of west coast so last year's um lost and found winner comes in at number four olivia dillon although yeah so, i mean belgian waffle race the now gravel classic um i guess that's west coast too so i yeah. don't know what i'm talking about well so olivia dillon opted to 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 get in get in the old car or fly out to the to the great plains and she made the trip she finished fifth at dk Honestly, probably in my opinion, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen cramp wise, but like she was, she was pretty in charge of that race uh, till the flats, the cans of gods, as I like to call them, uh, smited her. So fifth at DK, um, she had a great ride at Belgian Waffle. She finished third, um, so that puts her up in the fourth position. You know, I'm guessing I wouldn't be surprised to see her at like say Steamboat Gravel later on this year. So another one. Um, Do you know? Is that like a is that a climby gravel race? Uh, I, I haven't looked at the course. Okay. I know it's at elevation though, yeah. uh, which is a huge, huge, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Advantage Equalizer. for people who live out there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Uh, number three, probably the, the, the biggest uh, surprising, surprising, I guess surprising name, new name, uh, Sarah Max. She finished uh, third at DK 200, but she also finished second at Belgian Waffle Ride. That's so, a good ride. Yeah. Yeah. She's one to keep your eye on. Uh, she hails out of Oregon. And so I'm kind of partial to her. She's a writer. She does some free- freelance writing. So, you know, as a journalist, I was kind of kind of rooting for her, for the uh, the fellow writer. And talking to her after the race, she's started getting Steamboat. I think she's there's a, an Oregon Trail like gravel grinder which is like a multi-day 500-mile race that's coming up. I'm guessing it's next month. That sounds insane. Yeah. Um, you, so that, you, Is there like a... Do you have to avoid like getting dysentery and all that Exactly. Kind of, yeah. Cock the wagon. I mean, there better be some wagon cocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that would be... You know, that's another different kind of event that we haven't necessarily... Uh, we could talk about multi-day events. Right. And then we might have to talk about how bikepacking fits into the Grodio. Ooh. I mean, there's a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like a, so like a Grodio stage race. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Or a stage coach race. <laughs> Something. Uh, number two, the most well-traveled gravel racer in the country, Kai Takashida. Uh, she just has an endless number of results. She finished fourth at DK. Uh, she finished second at Land Run, and she won Barry Roubaix in Michigan, mm. uh, which comes with a nice payday. But man, she's raced in Texas. She's raced in Southern Illinois. She's raced in Missouri. She's raced in California. Uh, she gets around, um, which is fun. I uh, she travels with her her husband Dan, who helps her out with like checkpoints and stuff. And I was like, oh, you must guys must really like each other. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> Here's that, that remind uh, you talk, we're talking about Barry Rubay and a nice payday. This is something I forgot to ask you in our last episode about DK, where yep. I guess historically no payout. Did that change this year? I don't think so. Okay. Were there checks given out? I don't know. I just thought I heard some talk about uh, there being prize money. But then again, I get all my information from Twitter, which is 100% okay. reliable. Yep, yep, yep. So that may not not have been the case. Okay. Anyway, uh, I would be sh- I, I, I'd be surprised if if DK ever gave payouts. Okay. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so the number one, yeah, uh, is Drum our roll. newest queen of Kansas, Amity Rockwell. Uh, she won DK, and uh, it was close, but she finished fourth at Land Run. So she showed that you know out on the Great Plains that even though she's a California girl who likes descending and climbing, that she can pedal hard for long periods of time and she did it both land run and dk uh so she's number one she's the the queen of kansas and she's the the queen of the grodio power rankings oh right dk amity rockwell you're number one in the power rankings okay this is going to be interesting as as the season moves along here i'm i got my eye on uh tetrick and sturm we're moving up yeah, so we've got some more events. I mean, I know yeah. Crusher and the Tusher is at the end of July. Ooh, that has like one. update potential. And then Gravel Worlds and another one, Gravel Worlds and Steamboat are on the same day in August. Ugh. So um, yeah, there's definitely a Grodio power ranking update. And then I have to figure out. <laughs> Makes my life a little bit harder. It was easier doing it once. Uh-huh. So I know. we'll see what happens. Um, Look, but yeah. I got I got to deal with you know making the rule that only North American races uh, uh, account for the mountain bike heat check power rankings, and then you know all of those riders go over to Europe and do well there. And I just I don't know what to do. Yeah, wait so. till cyclocross season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess that's a good plug for uh, what episode was it like one forty seven of cyclocross radio? Yes. 147 somewhere in there recently recorded uh bill largely bill unpacks the coming cyclocross season yeah boy you, you should everything you to, need to know listen to yeah zach and i on on that one and then and then and then i i like wasn't done like i had more hand wringing and i didn't want to like um inflict you on that so i i brought in deed bach to oh great l- listen to me this week do this more or less the same thing awesome yeah, or maybe that was last week. I'm losing. I'm losing. <laughs> I know, I'm right? losing sense of time in the in the in in the podcast reality. Should we move so, over to the men? Let's move over to the men. I, this one was a little bit tougher. Um, I think with the women, you just you see a lot of consistency, right? We talked a lot about these results are top fives, top sixes. Men was was a little bit more challenging. I think uh, consistency has a little been a little bit tougher to come by on the men's side. So. We'll try to make sense of it and see what we can do. Uh, kicking it off is, I know, a, uh, a number 10, a cyclocross radio favorite, Dizzle, Drew Dillman. Yeah, Louisville, Louisville's own Drew Dillman. Yeah, yeah so he had, a, he had a banger result at Landron. He finished third. He made the final group with Payson McIlvain and Ted King and had uh, a very slow motion sprint against those gentlemen. Uh, and ended up finishing third. And I don't know how he ended up at DK, to be honest. Uh, do you have that open right now? Uh, yes, I can go back and... Um, oh, look at that. I can search by name. 
D I Z Z. He finished. Did not finish. Ooh, he took a DNF, huh? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, his other result uh, that put him on this list was he finished 14th at Barrier no. Bay. So. Wait a second. 201.5 miles, 1303. Yeah. That's weird. Huh. They said DNF. Uh, it says it did not finish over here on the left. Oh. But. That's interesting. Well, he. Yeah, I don't think he did. Because he made it to Council Grove in nine hours and then no check in at America's. And then a check-in at full course, which meant either he missed a, a check-in or maybe it was just him rolling at the finish that somehow his chip got red. Huh, interesting. That would be my, I know nothing about this. That's my guess. No, and it's very easy to make wrong turns. I mean, he may have missed the turn to the Americas yeah. uh, check-in. Okay, so we don't yes. know. Um, but Drew Dillman... Yeah, uh, he had 10. a long he had a long month of racing. He was yeah. out west. Yeah, you saw him at some mountain bike races. Yeah, he's out west uh, doing the epic rides. He did uh, whiskey and Grand Junction, and then heading out to DK and did the Bel. Didn't he do the Belgian Waffle as well? I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been he's been putting in. I think the for him, uh, Kanza was the was the final one. Yeah, season, he's so. gonna need some time to recover <laughs> yep, he may this may be his one and only time on the grodio power rankings coming in at number nine is someone that i think has a lot of potential to move up it's going to be matt stevens uh who's kind of like he's one of the original guys who traded a road career to be like i'm a gravel racer and i know he made that switch a number of years ago he won the 2017 dirty kanza uh 200 uh his big result was winning barry roubaix uh, so that one put him on the top. He does a lot of traveling too. He gets around uh, to to do a lot of races, and he finished sixteenth on Saturday at DK. And we all know him, of course, because he had the Aero Bar standoff with Jeff Kabush last year on the Salsa Chase the Chase Lounge. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The, uh, the and the controversy that never stops giving funny story uh this year uh i was talking to him after the race and he's like dude we're coming up on the lounge kabush could see me i could yeah. see he was like charging his ass off <laughs> <laughs> he's like he didn't make it i got there and out of there before kabush could do it again <laughs> that is amazing that's hilarious so i thought that was pretty funny it's almost too perfect race to the chase yep uh number eight uh, another cyclocross favorite, Michael mm. Vandenham. Yes, yes. Yeah. Our second fa- se- second most favorite Canadian uh, cyclocross racer. Wait, who's the favorite? Uh, Tyler Cloutier. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Canada Michael via, fin- Canada via Texas. Gotcha. <laughs> he finished fourth at Lost and Found. Uh, apparently, he had some. He was in the lead group. It was a lead group of four, and then uh, his DI two went out. Oh. And he doesn't really know why. The battery wasn't dead, apparently. Um, but he got stuck in... It was the 15 in the back. And so he... <laughs> the other guys were like, oh, let's attack on this downhill. 
Isn't that that's, uh, that's kind of a cyclocross move getting DI2'd? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> So tough break for him, but it still was enough to to sneak him onto the power rankings at number eight. Number seven, uh, John Borselman. He's one of the uh, Panaracer Factor riders, which is the kind of big gravel team teammate of Matt Stevens. He finished okay. 12th at DK, yeah, uh, and he finished fifth at Barry Roubaix. So he's he's super new. He's a roadie, um, but he's kind of turning his attention towards gravel, and he's been picking up some nice results. He finished fourth at Gravel Worlds last year. Uh, in his hometown of Lincoln. So John Borselman uh, is definitely a name to keep your eye on, and we might have a little bit of a story coming out about him. Don't know if he'll beat the pot or not. It's TBD. Uh, Yeah, so how many, you said he was on one of the bigger gravel teams out there. How many like big gravel-specific teams are there? Of big teams, there's really only one right now which is the the Panaracer Factor PB Bicycle Exchange. And that's run by Bob Cummings, and he's just a longtime gravel rider, and he's like, I want to do a gravel team. Interesting. Uh, and it's, it's an impressive outfit. Yeah, I kind of peeked in at them doing the first checkpoint, uh, and I'm hoping to do a story about that. But it's they have like nine riders, and so like each person gets a, an attendant. They had signs. They had bins. They had gear. And it's quite the production. Wow. Um, All right. You know, which is was interesting to see, uh, yeah, for sure. So yeah, John was uh, a rider that they told me to keep my eye on, and I did. And he finished twelfth, which is not bad uh, in that field. Number six, another ex cyclocrosser, Josh Berry. Yeah, a deep cut. Yeah, uh, from back in the junior cycling days. So I think he uh, he really had a breakout ride last year at DK. He finished second. He was with Ted King uh, off the front before Ted kind of got away from him. He finished seventh in that little the little troika of Kiel Reinen, Josh Berry, Ted King. So he was the middleman in that group of three that finished. He also finished ninth at Belgian Waffle. So uh, Josh, I, I think I think gravel suits him well. I was rolling through. <laughs> I was rolling through Emporia on my way out of town, and Josh had gone to the podium presentation. It was nine nine oh five a.m. and he was he was he was hitting the bar. Yeah. Just hitting the bar on the, the morning after after uh, Dirty Kanza. So I think I think gravel suits Josh Berry well, and you've seen him. He's doing some of the yeah. He's too. on the giant pro team, so he was. I saw him. Well, I mean, apropos of that, I saw him out at whiskey. Yep, yep. So he's always fun. I like Josh. He's a good personality, fun dude. Uh, really uh, fits gravel well. Coming in at number five is Thomas Humphreys, who I believe would be one of the younger, if not the youngest, riders on this list. Uh, he's a rider with the uh, CCB Foundation, okay, yeah. uh, which is the program that I believe. Uh, looking Spencer at this list, Spence, Petrov. Yeah. Spencer Petrov, Lane Maher, yep. Cooper Wilsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's been doing a good amount of uh, of gravel racing and doing quite well at it. Uh, I think some of those guys were out at uh, Paris Ancaster too, but he finished second at Barry Roubaix, uh, right behind Matt Stevens, and fifth at Land Run. So those are two really really good results uh, for him. Moving up, number four, the king, Ted King. He's not the king of Kansas anymore. The former two-time king of Kansas. Uh, he's had some really solid results. Second at Land Run in that sprint, third at Belgian Waffle, and then he finished eighth at DK. And he is getting, uh, it speaks to you, he's getting into the pr- race promoting business, Bill. Oh, uh, yeah? This August. He's putting on a gravel race. Nice. Where is he doing that? Uh, Vermont. Vermont. Uh, back, that makes yeah. sense. 
Yeah, so we moved back home. Uh, him and Laura moved back home this year, and so they're putting on an event called Rooted Vermont, and they're—it's uh, called the Mullet Protocol. Apparently, that's a thing in gravel now. Apparently, <laughs> what is that? Well, it's a—it's a race at the front. And it's a party at the back. Got it. Okay. Which I think suits it really well, right? Like, yeah. You know, you're you're hammering, or you're just out there for a good time. You're taking those, uh, stopping at the tequila rest stations, the Twizzler hand ups. Uh, maybe just going to a bar. I don't know if one's nearby. Like, who knows? Just keep it fun. Having doing some uh, maple syrup shots. Yeah. So coming up on a uh, number three, uh, I guess this will tease it. Uh, mm. This person made my mm. notable mentions in the preview, and I was like, "Well, I really want to. I, I should mention him." You but... are stirring up some controversy. That's all I'm going to say. But before you uh, get to these, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like. Uh, I don't know. His results haven't been super the best. And in chatting with him, he had some flat issues or whatever. But it's it's the new king of Kansas, Colin Strickland. Only coming in at number three. First ever Grodio power rankings. And you have the guy who won. What you said is the heaviest weighted race. Mm -hmm. One in third. Yeah, so he had uh, he's been around. He's been doing a lot of races, but I think uh, he did Belgian Waffle had some flat issues. Uh, which our, our buddy actually Will Matthews was there and was kind of reporting on that. He was another one who's seen Colin race uh, and kind of knows what he can do. And then um, he took third at the Boulder Roubaix, uh, which is a race we covered, and that a pretty talented field. So that made sneaked into the to the rankings, uh, but only got him number three. Interesting. So, yeah, it's what it is. The numbers don't lie. The numbers yeah. don't lie. That's, wow! 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 All right. Well, and. He is, you know, when when like steamboat rolls around, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a marked man. <laughs> there's yeah. no there's yeah. no rolling off the front and just no. being like, oh, oh, we'll just let Colin go. You get I, to, I, you get to do that once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, unless you're Matthew Vanderpool, uh, then well, you just do it like. But over I don't think they're letting him. <laughs> <laughs> they just can't stop it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, they will be trying to contain Colin Strickland uh, if perhaps they can't stop him. That's all you can hope to do. It's all you can hope to do. <laughs> <laughs> that was Stuart Scott, right? Yes. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, Payson McIlvain, the stash. The stash, one of the stashes. Actually, our top two men both have stashes. Interesting. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Payson McIlvain, he was your land run winner. Mm-hmm. He finished fifth at DK, a uh, professional mountain biker. Uh, he hold, he set the fastest known time on the White Rim Trail at Moab earlier this year. So he is one fast dude, and it seems like Gravel is suiting him really well. I don't he know. had checking, one of those... Checking Instagram, I feel like there's that kid Quinn who beat him. Uh, where? For... <laughs> just just i'll i'll send you links there is a white rim controversy out there zach what it's are you serious up. oh man i didn't know this <laughs> yeah okay well yeah. he he held the record for a period of time then. Mm-hmm. uh <laughs> yeah so um he had a tough dk last year he he was one of those people who flatted and i think he pulled the plug at mile 100 and so it's funny how doing bad at DK, no matter how bad it is, really motivates people. Uh, so that's really cool to see uh, that people that want it badly enough that like, oh, I had a bad year. I'm going to come back and do really well at this race this year or, you know, try to see what I can do. So that's yeah. cool. 
He got redemption. He finished fifth. His stash had a great ride. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, so then the top man, thanks to how we define Grode, is Peter Stutna. Wow. From Trek Segafredo. He's coming in at number one. Just coming in there and stealing it away. He is. He is. Uh, he won Belgian pro Waffle. riders ruining the power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I don't know. He's done two events. Like, you know, the 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 Howes and Lachlan Morton and uh, Kiel Reinen, like, they only did one event. They didn't make the cut. Uh, Stetna did Belgian Waffle and he won and he finished second at DK. I mean, those are two pretty good results. That no, yeah, I, I I can't argue. Well, you could argue against it, but um, I like it. I like it. I that's it, taking a stand. Peter Stetna, number one in the in the in the power rankings. I, yep, I so, am I am like I I am shocked. I'm shocked by this top three. Really? Do tell. I don't know. I just I just <laughs> felt like Colin would be higher. He won DK, but you know that's not how the that's how not how the numbers uh, played out. Well, and that's why we did the maths. I, you know, because yeah. I, I originally was like, before I came up with this uh, a couple of days ago, I'm like, uh oh, thinking, like, what do we do with Colin? He won DK, Peter Stetna, like, those are good results. What do we do? But now we have the math. It's, and, it's and the I'm, math. And I'm like, assuming, you can't argue with it. I'm assuming Kabush's strong Twitter game just didn't, didn't play into the algorithm. No, I mean, we might have to account for that. Uh, you know, I, I could see Kabush just, I could see Kabush like winning lost and found, like would be another reason to not have it on the same day. Yeah. Like that just, there was this crick crossing, right? So it's like coming down a descent and I was, it was like called little Ford. It was a little Ford. Speaking of the Oregon trail, uh, which we talked about a little bit ago, (laughs) (laughs) deep cut. Um, it was like, it was like a, like a slight descent, maybe three or 4%. Then it dips down into like, you know, these two ruts where all the tire tracks are and, a lot of people ahead of him were like dismounting or kind of hesitating. Kabush is just like, nah, I'm going to rip it. And he just goes like plowing through it. And I was like, you the man, Jeff Kabush. <laughs> amazing. That so amazing. it was like, it was a total Kabush moment. You know, I was the only one there, but he was still just like, you know what? I'm going to rip this, this thing uh, and let, let the chips fall where they may. So yeah, uh, the arrow bar controversy. I don't know how that plays into the power rankings though. Yeah, I don't know either. It's uh hmm. I don't know. I mean, but then then it's also, you know, like Colin also, so who knows. Um yeah, nice work. I like well, thank it. Thank you. Uh, that yeah, was... that is definitely um a good we are out of the out of the block strong here in the in the in the Grodio power rankings. Yeah, it'll be interesting to to see how things change. Uh what more events come up. You know, like, does Land Run count as much because it was back in March? I don't know. I mean, these are, I'm assuming, are the kind of things that you have to deal with now. Yeah, and, and, but it's, it'll be fun when we get to move forward and get some more uh, events on there. We can uh, update these and, and see who's, who's going to end up at the, uh, at the end of the year at, at topping the Grodio power ranking. So it's definitely Ooh, something exciting. to look forward to. And, and, you know, you can, I guess the easiest way, if you want to just complain about this and tell Zach where he's wrong, I'm just, I'm just wiping my hands of this. Um, <laughs> send me, send me an email and I'll get it to him. Feedback at cxairs.com or you can just, uh, um, you know, hit him up on Twitter at the shoe star. That's a good thing. So, uh, Zach, uh, Quinn Simmons, 
Quinn Simmons on Instagram uh, back in, uh, I don't even know what day it is. Let's see. But anyway, uh, Quinn Simmons, uh, just a kid from the mountains in the desert out riding a borrowed bike, new white rim FKT, five hours, 41 minutes. And then, and then here was the fun part that started a little back and forth. At Payson McIlvain, do I get a shout out in the documentary? So, there Did, we was go. there a response? Uh, there, there was um, in a win by Russell Finsterwald at, I believe this was Grand Junction. Uh, and the only reason I know is because he used a photo of mine, so I was tagged in it. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's uh, uh, Finsty is the marathon national champion, so it was like first race in the Stars and Stripes kit and ended up winning the race, which was pretty awesome. And he also got a, um, I guess they're FKTs in, in, on Strava or for this, or the, um, I don't know what, system using but that's those basically okay and uh payson mcelvain left a comment there said careful claiming such things because he you know got this record for part of the course he says uh squin quimmins might come (laughs) out in a couple weeks and do it starting at the bottom of the windmill climb so i think the controversy there is that he didn't he claimed to have broken this record but didn't start at the same place uh, no. And this Quinn Simmons guy is like a phenom. He's this kid that's like this road racing kid that's just like a monster that we're going to hear a lot about. But yeah, definitely. So then he responded, classy, good one. Remember next year, I won't be a junior anymore and will be allowed in your races. Maybe keep the smack talk on the DL pace in McIlvain. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Arrow what? Arrow what is... Ex- Right? Tame compared to what's going down on the mu- mountain bike scene. Exactly. The white like, rim is where all the heat is. But like he legit called them out. <laughs> yep. he just called them out. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Man. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. I man, all the Twitter spats from DK just seem so so pedestrian. I know. So well, so polite. Maybe so friendly. Maybe Quinn will like get out there at DK as well. That'll be awesome. Uh oh. Well, Bring all I'm of glad- them together. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, it's uh, now I have my eye on him. Yeah. Well, you uh, you have your yeah yes you have your uh, your 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 hand in the zeitgeist or whatever they say it is. That seems dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well this was fun. This, this was, was good. Fun. This was yeah uh, yeah. It's, uh, I'm glad I'm glad we're doing this. This is a whole nother. A whole nother angle for for Grodio, and um, thank you all for sticking with the show. Please, uh, well, a couple things you can do. You can go to the Parts Bin feed on, oh, geez, what's it even called now? Apple Podcasts, and rate the show, leave a review, let us know how we're doing. You can uh, get in touch with Zach at the Shoe Star. He's also, um, I mean, at Cyclocross, if you got some Cyclocross questions. And I'm at CX Hairs, and um, there was something else that we we were gonna do again. Oh, Zach, Bill. Despite my my bad cold read last time, we recorded. Still sponsored by Whoop this week. 
They didn't pull our sponsorship after my crappy read. <laughs> We're still here. That's awesome. Several days later. I mean, it's been several days. They've had several yeah. days to pull the sponsorship. That's right. But they haven't. I think it's more on the strength of the uh, other wide angle podium host set that probably did a better job. But here's the thing. Even though that wasn't a good job, what Whoop can do for you is is good. It's it's a performance tool. What what you get here is you get the Whoop strap, which is a heart rate monitor that measures your heart rate 100 times per second, Zach. And you know at how long it does that? 24/7. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and oh, well, here's the amazing thing too. Here, here's where I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, well, I have this thing. It's, it's, it's this, this strap, this heart rate strap on my wrist, which is first of all, awesome that you don't need a chest strap because those things are a pain in the neck and then you have to end up licking them and doing all that kind of weird stuff. You, you don't have to deal with that, but you're like, okay, Bill, you just told me this thing charge or, or it, 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 it's recording my heart rate a hundred times per second. It's doing 24 seven. When am I supposed to charge it? Good question, Zach. <laughs> that was my question. You, it charges while you wear it. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty that crazy. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's recording your recovery. Looks at your heart rate variability, resting heart rate, sleep quality. You get a recovery score. I mean, I, I don't know if you follow uh, Jeremy Powers. Have you heard of him? Uh, no, because he retired. We're done. He, <laughs> he doesn't do it. He's, he's done. He's retired. <laughs> he Who's is, that? He's a, a whoop athlete. So sometimes on Instagram, you'll see, he'll show you his recovery score. Another one, Kate Courtney. Have you heard of her? Um, I might have heard that name, uh, you know, once or twice. Also, one she's of their, pretty, pretty good at pretty good at bike racing. She's pretty good. Yeah, she'll yeah, give yeah, you yeah. updates on how her recovery is going per her uh, whoop. Um, band uh it 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 records your uh or a strain full day heart rate monitoring with insights into heart rate average heart rate resting heart rate max heart rate calories burn amount of exertion you do uh, throughout your day and then also on the other end of that monitors heart rate throughout your sleep to look at sweep sleep quality sleep cycles times within each stage of sleep so it's really taking what you may do with your heart rate monitor that you already have what you may do with your fitness tracker and really just kind of turbo boosting all of that stuff bringing it all up bringing it to a different level you know we've learned about throughout the years about training and how to to track our training well a lot of times what we forget about is tracking our recovery and our sleep and and those kinds of things this is taking that very important part of that equation and working it in. And since you are listening to this on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network, you get a discount from Whoop, and you can take advantage of that at whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, 15% off for 12 or 18-month memberships. Just put in the discount code, code WAP, W-A-P. Bill, can I make a request? Yes. I feel like, I don't know, for for Grodio, uh, you know, (laughs) uh, I have a second part to this, but I mean, it sounds like an awesome sponsor, but you know, what are the, what are the chances of you getting the rights to whoop? There it is. Man, wouldn't that be great? And so is there actually a whoop? There it is. Was there was a woot? There it is. And wasn't there a womp? Oh, it might be womp. 
So Shit. I think that that uh. makes it possible where we can do this. Oh. We're not we're not infringing on anybody else's intellectual property because we're we're right smack in the middle in the zeitgeist, if you will, between Womp and Woot. <laughs> oh, it's W H O O M P. So it's yeah. Womp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the second actually is like as an athlete, like an uh, amateur athlete, I'm fairly in tune with my. You know, like your body, especially your heart rate. And actually, I uh, had a condition that I was diagnosed with because I was kind of like in tune uh, with what was going on. So like a product like that sounds very appealing. Yeah. Uh, and the kind of thing that not just from an athletic standpoint, but from diagnosing other things that might be going on with you. Uh, I've seen it firsthand that being in tune with what your body is doing is like super important to your health. So. Cool. Yeah, I, may look I into agree. It. <laughs> yeah. So this this may be what you need to do. Whoop. CX, oh no, not discount. Well, you could, you know what? You can use discount code CX Harris too. It's okay. Nope, nobody will turn you away. Get fifteen percent off for that as well, and then and then we can get a leg up on those bike shop CX guys. Well, that that's your that's that's your own personal thing. I don't know about that. I don't know about that spat. So that that's you. That's all you. <laughs> I, I will pick a fight with anybody on this network, Zach. Okay. Well, you it's all in the family, be, though. You might be just dragged into it un, un, unwittingly or unwillingly, but it's it's that's just how it's going. I'm sorry. Okay. I know. Good to know. Good to know. know Good you, to know. I know you got this Midwest nice thing going on, but yes, you know that's that's all going to fall apart in in the Grodio world. Oh man, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Hey, uh, let's do this again soon. This was fun. Uh, hopefully the episode four uh, that we've now gotten up to episode four will happen. Yes. And, you know, I, who knows what else will happen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Until then. Uh, cool. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>